Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you, uh, big book study. My name is Larry Kay. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. Today is Thursday, July 26th, 2018. We're uh, reading from the big book, and we're currently on page 87, starting with the first paragraph, and we're going to read through two paragraphs um, today, commenting on both of them. Here's our crew. We got a crew. We got our readers. We got Carmela G on the 12 steps, Terry N on the 12 traditions, and the readers of the text. We have Barbara E, Craig F, and Susan H. The reference number for yesterday, Wednesday, July 25th, for the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting is 11,700. 11,700. And for the 10 a.m. meeting, 11,701. 11,701. The OA preamble, in my AA meeting, we call it a pre-ramble. But anyway, the OA preamble, Overeaters Anonymous, is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors. And then we try to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, each group has but one primary purpose and that is to carry its message to the, to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating, well, you don't have to keep suffering. You can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. So now I will ask the lovely Carmela G if you would read the 12 steps. Hey, Carmela. Good morning, Carmela G. from New York, the 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. We admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understand him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, 
we tried to carry their message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, and I pass. Thank you, Carmela. Okay, now we'll have um, Terry N. She's a traditional girl. Let's have her read the 12 traditions. Hey, Terry, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Terry N., Grateful Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Swedesboro, New Jersey. The 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. Eleven, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you for the opportunity for service, and I pass. Thanks, Terry. Okay, here's how this mess is supposed to work here. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. And anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature that we're discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive readers only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year, for readers is six months, and there is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read, and we're we're sharing uh, what the directions in the big book mean to us. If you'd like to share, press star one to unmute your phone, and once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone again. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. So today we're um, we're going to we're back in the big book. We are on uh, page 87, and Barbara is going to read to us, um, starting with we usually conclude this period of meditation through two paragraphs, ending in make use of what they have to offer, and then we're going to comment on both. Hey, Barbara, good morning. Good morning, Larry, and good morning to my fellows. I'll jump right into it. We usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will and are careful to make no requests for ourselves only, 
We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. If circumstances warrant, we ask our wives or friends to join us in morning meditation. If we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion, we attend to that also. If, if not members of religious bodies, we sometimes select and memorize a few set prayers which, which emphasize the principles we've been discussing. There are many helpful books also. Suggestions about these may be obtained from one's priest, minister, or rabbi. Be quick to see where religious people are right. Make, make use of what they have to offer. And I'm setting my timer right now. Okay. Well, of course, it says I usually conclude my now important period of meditation where I get to relax and listen for the quiet word of my higher power or that bit of intuition that directs my moral compass due north. Do I personally always hear or get that inspiration or intuitive thought? No. But I've learned to direct my thinking away from my self-serving motives and pray for the well-being of others. Praying for the right ideal, for sanity, for strength to do the next right thing, to think of the needs of others, to take myself out of myself, and to remember the futility for me of hanging on to a resentment, to remember to be tolerant, patient, and pray, and even pray for my higher power to be there for my enemies. When I make a recipe, I can't leave out a key ingredient, and prayer and quiet meditation are two ingredients in our program, and this is where I remember to focus on the principles of the program and to be in constant contact with my higher power. When I first started to pray and meditate, it did feel alien and forced. But over time, the prayer and the pause have become second nature to me and what keeps me imperfectly trying to remember that I'm not the director, though I may want to be, but just a bit player in life. My theory is that this life, my life, your child, your life, my happy memories, such as the birth of my two children and all the possibilities that lay ahead for him, for them, the unexpected miracle of my little baby granddaughter, the sad memories, the death of my father when I was 11, the challenges, my lifelong battle with my weight and my children's health issues, the reality that my husband and I are no longer able to travel and our son has lost his job. My successes, which include my enduring gratitude for my 30-year career in a field I loved, and my wonderful husband of 52 years. All these memories and experiences and my higher power brought me here today. So grateful to be with you on this journey. You, me, all of us, we're all connected. So I say to you, don't be afraid of the unknown. It's only unknown for a moment. No feeling or situation is too difficult. No unhappiness too great to overcome. 
will not let those drag us down. We capitalize on our experiences and a better way of coping of life's vicissitudes will emerge. We are all together now, joining out our hands. Together we can do what we could never do alone. If you're a newcomer, welcome home. I say this from the bottom of my heart. Ain't life grand. Thank you so much for this honor. I pass. Thanks so much, Barbara. Okay, she, Barbara read from page 87, the first two paragraphs. We're going to comment on those. And who would like to share on what was read? Matt M. Matt? Carmela G. Carmela. Who else? <clears throat> Terry C. Was that Terry or Carrie? Terry with a T. Terry with, Thomas. A, with a T. Okay, thanks, Terry. Terry C. And who else? Harlan G. Harlan. Marcella. Where did I get this accent? Marcella. Who else? One more? Jen P. Jen P. All right, that's a good group. I mean, with the exception of Harlan, that's a pretty good group. Hey, Matt, (laughs) good morning. (laughs) Matt, good morning. How are you? Good morning, Larry. Thank you for your service. Good morning, everyone. This is Matt Emma, compulsive overeater over here in New Jersey. You know, step 11 for me, I'm not on that step yet, but I do um, use prayer and meditation. I don't have to wait for step 11 to pray and meditate. You know, um, I'm starting to make it a daily practice of my um, routine every day, and uh, it's not always easy because I struggle um, sometimes with the concept of a higher power. But lately, a lot of good things have been happening in my life, and I can only contribute to the fact that I'm working the program, and I'm connecting with a higher power. So I do believe I do have one because there is a God and it's not me. And um, because for me, I have a huge ego. I'm an egomaniac with low self-esteem. And so um, when it comes to this this disease, um, I very easily think I can do this on my own a lot of times, and I know I can't. That's the ego. That's the self-will coming through. I mean, there's two parts to me. There's willful and then there's willfulness. There's willing and there's willfulness, excuse me. And um, now that I've been going through my PHP program, learning to deal with my issues, I'm learning, I want the willingness to get stronger and, and larger, and I want the willfulness to get smaller and smaller. Hey, I'm not going to lie, the willfulness worked for me at one time. It saved my life. I'm a survivor. I, saw, I, I survived a lot of my life by being very willful and sticking to my guns and, and not, not backing down and doing things that... Uh, don't, that um, are not exactly the healthiest for me, but I but I made it through. So you know, learning to surrender to the process is very hard for me because I I'm not I'm not used to just like no I can't do this on my own. So um, I'm grateful that I do have prayer meditation because I do pray to my higher power every day. It's not always easy. Some days I feel connected, and some days I don't. I'm not finished going through the process of the steps yet, but I do feel an inkling of of a connection and. Uh, I want to motive, I want to cultivate that because it's like any other relationship that's out there. Um, if you don't cultivate it, it doesn't exist. If you don't constantly take the next right thing and the next right action, it's not going to happen. So I'm definitely willing to do the work, and I'm looking forward to getting better and better as days go by with that will pass. Thank you. Thanks, Matt. Okay, we have Carmela G. followed by Terry C. Now batting, Carmela G. Hey, Carmela. Hi, good morning again. It's still Carmela G., and I'm still from New York. Um, I really enjoy this because this paragraph has a lot of good direction. 
we ask especially for freedom from self-will. We may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. And that was a key for me because when I prayed, when I thought I had religion um, and I prayed, it was that laundry list. It was those directions that I was giving to my higher power that I call God. Now, every morning, before I touch ground, before I put that foot out of the bed, and I first open my eyes, it's God, thank you for a beautiful day yesterday and all you gave me. And please, please give me one day to do what it is you have in store for me. I know what I need to do to uh, function in life, but I don't know what is in store, who I'm going to meet, who I can help, who I can trust. Just, just touch to get through their misery or give them a little joy. And we, that is living the program. It's a we program. It's no longer just about Carmela. It's about everyone in my life, and sometimes it's about people I don't even know that I may touch throughout the day walking in this vast city of Manhattan so for that, I am grateful for this program. I am grateful for the freedom of not being a slave to the food, for the neutrality, for, for the whole package of what these steps do for us to give us freedom. And for that, I thank you for allowing me to share. I pass. Thanks so much, so much Carmela. We have uh, next Terry C., followed by Mickey Mantle, and followed by Marcella. Hey, Terry, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Can I be heard? You can, perfectly. Okay, thank you. Uh, I just love that we're in the part of the book, which is my daily manual. These pages are my daily manual. They tell me what I need to be doing uh, 24-7. And this paragraph in particular just reminds me of the transformation that I, that this program has enabled me to make. You know, I don't have to pray and I can't pray for my wishes anymore. It's not about what Terry wants. The 11th step tells me, you know, um, that I have to pray for God's will for me and the power to carry that out. And it just makes life so much simpler. I don't have to, you know, order the day or my life or everybody else's life for how I would wish to have it. I just have to go into each day asking for God's will, what would he have me be? And this particular paragraph also kind of bridges a little bit to the part of the third step prayer. You know, it says in the second paragraph that we read today that, you know, we follow prayers and, and, and memorize prayers that emphasize these principles. Obviously, the third step, the seven-step prayer, um, the St. Francis prayer, the prayers that are in this book that remind me to uh, live up to my ideals, many of the prayers uh, that I can follow. The third step is one of my favorites, and it says, you know, take away my difficulties, not so I can get what I want, so that victory over them will help others help others. And this is exactly what this paragraph reminds me 
I can ask for something that's going to help somebody else. If I if I'm not the main agenda, if I'm not the main, you know, benefactor, um, it's a good prayer. It's a good prayer. So uh, I I think that most of these paragraphs or this paragraph about, you know, meditating uh, that I be shown through the day, what my next step is to be. The, the paragraph before it talked about indecision. I think we're still talking about indecision. I need God's help to to make my decisions to go through my day and um, to make sure that when I pray, I'm using it rightly and I'm praying for his will only. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Terry. Hey, Harlan, good morning. Good morning. It's Harlan G. from sweltering Scottsdale, Arizona, where it was 117 degrees yesterday. We made it. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. I'm glad to be here. When we look at page 87, the first paragraph that we read, we are looking at pure Oxford group. The Oxford group had four absolutes, absolute honesty, absolute unselfishness, absolute love, and absolute purity. And when we look at this first paragraph, we must go back to page 13 to see where this idea of the unselfishness comes from. Because when the book wants to tell us something, it tells it to us in many different ways. It spirals the information. Page 13, I was to test my thinking by the new God consciousness within. Common sense would thus become uncommon sense. I was to sit quietly when in doubt, asking only for direction and strength to meet my problems as he would have me. Never was I to pray for myself, except as my request for on my usefulness to others. Then only might I expect to receive, but that would be in great measure. I have a demonic, destructive, insatiable ego. There is not enough. I'm born and raised in Chicago. On the south side of Chicago is where Oreo cookies were made for generations. If they put on extra shifts, if they hired hundreds of more people, it wouldn't have been enough. There is not enough for my ego. I have to look at my day and not think of what I can get out of it, but what I can add to it. Does that sound familiar? Because that's the exact instruction for when we are faced with going to an unsavory place. We're asked to look to add rather than take away. If I'm looking to take away, there is not enough absolute unselfishness to make no request for myself only. I may ask, we may ask for ourselves, however, if others will be helped. We are careful never to pray for our own selfish ends. Many of us have wasted a lot of time doing that, and it doesn't work. You can easily see why. God is not a genie, nor is he Santa Claus, the Easter Bunny, or whatever. God is God. I'm here to serve him. He is the principal. I am the agent. I'm here to serve. I'm here to do his work without doing his job. And when I can stay in that space, the food is just not an issue. I swear to you, on my mother, it is not an issue. I'm not fighting food today. 
as long as I stay in this space. And I'm not fighting anyone else either. This is the greatest way of life imaginable. And with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thanks, Harlan. We have Marcella followed by Jen P. Hey, Marcella, how are you? Good morning, Larry. Can I be heard? You can. Oh, good, great. Uh, my name is Marcella Him. I'm a recovered composer reader. Thank you so much for your happy service, Larry. And um, I just cannot believe how lucky we are. We win the lottery every single day without exception. It says, if circumstances weren't, we ask our friends to join us in morning meditation. And here we are, gathering friendship in, in morning meditation every single day without exception. I can choose to be quiet and just listen and meditate and ponder. I can choose, I can choose whenever my, I can decide when my morning is going to begin. I can decide if it, it begins at 4 o'clock in the morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning, at midnight, at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. That can be my morning because the recordings are there forever. And I always can wrap myself with my friends that are trying to do the same thing as I am doing. Mm-hmm. I used to think that I had a really wonderful relationship with a higher power because um, I would spend every morning 15 good minutes giving God precise instructions of what he should do. Because, of course, I know better than God. And I would tell God, you do this and you do that and you help this person and you help the other person and you give me this and you give me that and forgive me and guide me and I would give God precise instructions in Hebrew, in English and in Spanish just to get all my corners covered. And 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 I needed to overeat. I, I was dependent on food and food was my real God. And now, you know, I just, I don't, I'm not, I love language and I love languages and I know many different codes of communication. Let me tell you something. Words tend to be inaccurate, especially when you're trying to describe spiritual realities. So I just bow my head in the morning and just say, please. And that's it because my imagination is not healthy enough to know what I really want. Or, and please, it's like, Keep me abstinent and clean us over for the day of today, and please help me to, you know, God knows. The God of Bill and Bob, he knows. He knows what please means, and I frankly don't even know. So I've been blessed. You know, you. Hey, Marcella, I think we lost you, unless that's me. You were breaking up a little bit. I got the good stuff, though. It's always good stuff. All right. Um, So you know what? Let's move on to Jen P. Hey, Jen, good morning. Good morning, everybody. This is Jen P. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through great. Okay. Uh, Jen P., recovering compulsive overeater in New Hampshire. This is my... First time sharing on the line, so I'm excited um, to be with you this morning. Thanks, Larry, for your service. Um, so I want to focus on the parts as we usually conclude the period of meditation with a prayer that we be shown all through the day what our next step is to be, that we be given whatever we need to take care of such problems. We ask especially for freedom from self-will. 
um, this period of meditation, this is something I've done before program. I've strived to do to get up and spend time with God. Um, and I've struggled. I've gone on and off, on and off, two weeks at a time doing it and not doing it. Know that I feel so much better when I'm connected with God and know that I treat others better when I'm connected with God. But just getting past that um, self-propulsion and that self-seeking behavior and wanting to sleep and wanting to escape through sleep, um, not face the world yet, um, has been a struggle for me. And so now in program, getting to my 11th step just recently and really seeing it that it is not just what I need to do um, to be a good follower of God, but this is what I need to do to work my program every day, to be in fit spiritual condition so that I can continue to have a daily reprieve of freedom from the bondage I was in to, to food and to food behaviors and to just um, character defects too. And so um, I've decided to, I have an accountability partner in the morning that I um, guarantee that I will call her by 5.05 a.m. And I know someone is waiting for me um, and helps to keep me accountable to get up. Otherwise, I just, I end up hitting the snooze 50 times. Um, so that's something that's been helpful to me. And um, just pray with her and then I go into my own prayers and time of uh, meditating on these things that are written here um, in these words, I don't sit and have a quiet kind of empty thought meditation period. Um, maybe I will do that at some point, but right now I, I meditate on the things that are written here. I meditate on what I'm going to do throughout the day and asking for um, God to just give me freedom from living in self-propulsion. And um, it says that we, we ask that we be shown all throughout the day what our next step is to be. We ask that in the morning and then we ask that all throughout the day. Um, and for me, starting that time in the morning that way really just gives me that instant connection and allows me, gives me the power and the strength to stop in the middle of the day when things start getting crazy. I mean, I have two little ones and, you know, they can flare my anger like no other. I want to be in control and you just cannot control a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, and so I'm, when I connect in the morning, I'm able to stop and pause throughout the day and say, God, okay, you know, I'm starting to feel like I want to control this. I'm getting angry that it's not going my way. Would you show me your will for me in this moment? Would you show me what you would have me be and what you would have me do? Um, and it's amazing when I take the time to do that in the morning, it really, it, it just, it works. I'm able to be more connected and calm throughout the day and much, much less, um, excitement and fear and resentment and all those things that the big book talks about. And so I'm thankful to be learning um, how to have this period of time and thankful for all of you being here. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, John. Okay. If um, someone's on what page are we on? Okay. We are on Mochinta Isiete, Pagina 87, the first two paragraphs. And who would like to share? Carolyn S.H. Carolyn. Blanca B. Blanca. Melissa C. Melissa. Candice B. Candice. I hear you there, Candice. Who else? Deborah E. 
Okay, Deborah. Let's um let's stop with that. We got Carolyn, Blanca, Melissa, Candice, and Deborah. Hey Carolyn, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, everybody. Carolyn S. H. Um calling in from Massachusetts. And um I'm so happy we're on these pages. I just I love these pages. Oh wait, I'm setting my timer. Uh, yeah, I'll end early because I'm wasting time. There we go. Okay. Um, yeah, so um, this the first of the paragraphs that, that were read, um, of all these paragraphs, like I believe there's seven or eight from, in, in step 11, um, I haven't um, uh, specifically memorized them, but I basically have them memorized because I've read them so many times and I've studied them so much. Um, and part of the way I've studied them is to kind of is to try to force myself to like paraphrase them and understand the gist of every paragraph. And to me, the gist of this first paragraph is just prayer. Um, it's all about prayer. And the second one is um, what I would call community, um, like using the community. And um, so the way that I do the first one, um, and I have to say. The sentence that eludes me all the time that I literally forget about is we ask especially for freedom from self-will. Um, very funny that I always forget that. Um, and um, in the second paragraph, the way that I, I really love how it talks about, um, you know, making use of what um, other people, uh, other like different religions and spiritualities have to offer and I really go to town with that. I, I get so much out of, there's so much in the world. Um, and I find value in almost every religion. Um, and um, I listen to spiritual um, uh, tapes or, you know, spiritual, um, uh, I, whatever they're called, broadcasts, webcasts, whatever. And, um, and I... To me, it's about just living a spiritual life and seeing where it is um, all the time. And that's how I start my day. And when I go to bed at night, I'm all excited about the morning because I know I'm going to spend about, uh, I, my schedule is such that I can spend about an hour at least um, doing all these things um, in different modalities. And if something stops working and something stops helping me connect to higher power, and I listen for the next right thing. Um, like, what is the next right meditation I'm supposed to do or the next right yoga thing or whatever? Um, and this is not at all what I planned to share, but that was interesting. So I think my time is up, and I'm really glad I got to share. Thanks. Thanks, Carolyn. Okay, we have Blanca followed by Melissa. Hey, Blanca, good morning. Hi, good morning. May I be heard? You can. You betcha. Hi. Thank you very much for your um, cheerful, uh, it's really lovely service to hearing you in the morning, Larry, and thank you to all of you. Um, I've really grown to uh, to uh, relish uh, these meetings um, in the morning. Uh, my life, I really relate to the first paragraph. Uh, my life has been, uh, my life was self-will run riot. Uh, clearly, uh, trying to run my own life uh, did not work. Uh, it resulted in just 
trauma, crisis, constant crisis, uh, destroyed relationships, uh, uh, constantly disappointing others. And it's amazing to me that how I thought I was just running, running that show. And then as it says in the big book, and then when I realized that it wasn't going my way, I, I became angry and depressed and and never for a moment thought to just stop fighting and rely on my higher power and getting up every morning and saying, help me know which way to go. You know, there isn't a day goes by since I've got, come into OA that I don't say, oh, what is... What is uh, your will for me today? Mine clearly has not worked. So I, t- and turning that over. Um, I also have uh, grew up in a, in a culture of, of different religions and beliefs and also have great respect for, for re- different cultures and religions and have been able to get so much out of so many of them. Um, because I'm a human being and it, and it all applies to me in one way or another. It's a beautiful thing. But without this program, I wouldn't be aware. I have an awareness now also of when I'm trying to do things on my own because that's when my defects show up. That's, that's, some, that's my, my, my red light. Uh-oh. You know, my, they're all starting to show their angry heads, and that's because once again, I am trying to run things to be the captain, my own captain. What a disaster that was in the past. I don't ever want to go back to that. I much prefer having some having a guide. I, I must have a guide in my life. Um, so on that, I will pass. Thank you very much for letting me share. Uh, oh, thanks, Blanca. Hey, Melissa, 40 more days till school starts. Woo! Come on. How are you? <laughs> Hi. Good morning, Larry. I've got plenty of time before school starts. Uh, it's Melissa C., recovered compulsive overeater in New York, and just setting my timer. Um, yeah, so, you know, I'm told, like, here exactly how to pray, but I'm also told that I can use, like, any religious practice to support this. And, um just think there's such incredible wisdom in how open this book really is to everybody and that my, you know, original prejudices that this was a, you know, this has a Christian slant and this isn't open for others um, is um, not really true. I mean, it may have been written uh, originally that way, but it's really open and supportive to prayer in any form. And um, so I'm told, like, my prayer is for knowledge, you know. Um, to be receptive to what God wants um, and not to, like, pray to um, know how to get the whole world to be receptive to what I want. You know, that was, like, my old plan. Like, please let this happen. Um, Please let this person, you know, do what I want so that this can happen. And, yeah, so I always prayed for myself before or at least, you know, for my design. I think that's what it really was. I often... You know, I was praying for my design, and I would say, well, my design is loving, and my design is good, and why doesn't everybody just, you know, do what I want? And, um, you know, and I thought I really had others' best interests um, in, in mind, but um, I don't know what is anyone's best interest. Like, 
what the heck do I know? And that's where I really come to find out how self-centered I am and selfish, thinking that I know um, what should happen. You know, like why doesn't praying for self, you know, for the for the self work, for self ends work, because that's thinking that I know what's best. And clearly I've already discovered, you know, if, guess what, if you've come to OA, you know, for me, if you've come to OA, you've sort of said, hey, I don't know what's best. Like, if I don't even know how much food, which is such a, a basic instinct, I'm a human being and I don't know how much food to consume without killing myself. Um, I don't know what's best, and I've already surrendered that. So, you know, in my morning prayer, I really just pray, God, give me knowledge of what you want and and the power to live according to those ideas. And, um, you know, with that, I have much greater peace. And um, thank you. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Melissa. Okay, we have Candace followed by Deborah. Hey, Candace, it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're coming through great. Great. Thank you very much. Uh, this is Candice, recovered compulsive overeater and bulimic food addict in the UK. Um, yes, this is um, a lovely piece. Um, it reminds me how, um, you know, initially, as people have said, there's this kind of, oh, my goodness, it all feels such a, um, a, a scary thing to surrender. And the word surrender can be a little bit off-putting sometimes. But I think that as you as you practice relying on it and remember you know we can take our will back any time we choose though we may surrender we can <laughs> doesn't have to be permanent if we so choose and in just trying it in the in the early early days um and then as you get used to it um it gradually gradually becomes you see for yourself you know science, scientists like to have things in front of their eyes and the facts to um back up that things work and, you know, I see for myself the massive changes in me um, as a result of relying on a power greater than myself. And, um, and, and now it is positively painful and horrible when I stray off into my own um, realm. And that, you know, and I'm so grateful for that yucky feeling I get when I am wandering off on my own because it, I suddenly stop and I think, ugh, I feel horrible, what's going on? Oh, yep, I've, I've lost my connection. Um, and so this is, you know, this is something that uh, is, in, I, I like to see it rather than a um, surrender, more like a grateful reunion with, um, with our source, because, you know, to me it's like this is how we're supposed to be um, connected up. And, um, you know, we happen to be addicts, but uh, I often think that everyone else could benefit it from, and, you know, we kind of get forced into it because otherwise our lives are a complete shambles. Um, but I'm so so very grateful for um, you know the, the fact that I was somehow able to just try out um, relying on a power greater myself, though I didn't know who or what. You know, the meditation is where you're kind of trying to let go of your own thoughts about what a higher power might be, and then um, just you know saying those words. Somehow we connect um, with that concept that we you know may have chosen. And um, it begins to shape our lives, and, and we when we start to feel, wow, what an enormous difference to my, to ourselves and the relationships now. Um, a huge difference in the relationship with my family, um, and it's you know whether it whether they've changed along with me or whether 
the way I look at people has changed, probably a bit of both, um, because I'm not reacting to them in the same old ways, ego-based reactions. Um, so um, I can only just testify of how, um, how freeing it is, though it seems like a sacrifice. It's actually a, a wonderful freedom um, from the scary scary place that is my head on my own. Um, and I'll pass with that. Thank you very much for your service. Thanks so much, Candace. Hey, Deborah, it's your turn. Good morning. Good morning, Larry. This is Deborah E. Recovered in North Carolina. And, um, you know, I'm just so grateful that our big book gives us such clear directions um, and, and such wisdom, um, you know, that I'm to conclude my period of meditation with a prayer that, that I'll be shown all throughout the day what my next step is to be, um, you know, and that I pray especially for freedom from self-will. Um, you know, if I'm doing that, if I'm doing that, then I'm pretty much in constant contact with the God of my understanding. And what better place to be in? Because I'm constantly reminded that I'm not doing it on my own, that that I need um, God's help. And, and it's such a relief um, to be reliant on a God that I know has all power and all wisdom and um, can guide me uh, and will guide me and is concerned about my welfare, um, you know, and, and loves me and wants what's best for me uh, and has the power to actually do that. Uh, so much more wisdom, so much more knowledge and, and power than I have. Um, I, you know, it talks about if we belong to a religious denomination, which requires a definite morning devotion. Um, I'm a Christian, and that religion does not require a definite morning devotion, but it does encourage me to constantly be learning more and more and more about my God, and it gives me, you know, a place to go to do that. Um, and it encourages me to be in daily contact and in constant contact with God. And so it, it just it works beautifully with my recovery program. Um, I've never been one to, to like set prayers because they can become rote, and I find myself just saying them and not meaning them. But the, the long version of the serenity prayer I really, really love, and, and I'm able to focus in on it and really appreciate every line of it, and I force myself to slow down and do that. And I know most of you are very familiar with that long version, but for those who may not be, I'd like to just read through it if you'll bear with me. Um, most We all know this is the first part of it, you know, God grant me this serenity, accept the things I can't change, courage to change the things I can, wisdom to know the difference. But it's this next part that because, you know, I'm Christian, I'm able to personalize it to, to the God of my understanding. Um, and so it's living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as the pathway to peace, taking as you did this simple world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you forever in the next. Um, amen. And that, that prayer just sums up everything. You know, it sums up being self, selfless. Uh, you know, it sums up um, acceptance, you know, taking it easy, not struggling, relaxed. Uh, and at the same time, taking responsibility for the things that I can change. And also live, reminding me, live one day at a time. 
and enjoy one moment at a time. I can get into the future really easy. And this reminds me, back it into right now. Um, so just, you know, I'm so grateful for um, the directions of our big book in this 11th step that reminds me every day of what I need to do. With that, I'll pass. Thanks, Deborah. Okay, we're on, again, page 87, the first two paragraphs. Is there two or three more people I'd like to share? Lisa B. Lisa. Bye. Ilana Russ. K. Okay, let's go with that. And Ilana. Um, that's a good lineup there. Hey, Lisa, good morning. Well, good morning. Good morning, Larry. My name is Lisa B. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Greenville, South Carolina. And, you know, I was thinking of this wonderful reading that we're reading in our directions um, in this big book, and I was thinking about the 10th step, how it talks about that we've entered the world of the spirit. And, you know, that step is so important because that's also the step that promises me that if I've done this work that I will actually have neutrality. So there seems to be something so important about entering the world of the spirit and then thus having, you know, neutrality. And then I was thinking about how um, I am a spiritual being, you know, and for so many years I thought that I was just a, a human, human being, really more of a human doing, and how I've learned about being, just being, being in my spirit, living in my spirit. And then I also learned in the chapter We Agnostics that this power has always been inside of me. It's never been outside of me. It's always been inside of me. But if I if I want to look at it like that, that church, that temple, that that whatever you want to call it, that kingdom is inside of me. It's always been inside of me. And I tap into that by getting quiet. But for me, you know, that rat race goes on in my head when I get quiet unless I get truly abstinent and then recovered. You know, if I'm abstinent only, I'm going to be even more um, crazy, stone cold, sober, you know, abstinent only, I'm going to be a raving lunatic. So the other thing I was thinking about for people that struggle with spirituality is if we look at the, the foundation of our program and go through the forwards in the big book and look at the very first promise in the big book, which is on that title page, how many thousands of men and women have recovered from alcoholism you know, if they truly see that, you know, that circle and that triangle, that we lost the copyright of that um, back, I think, in 1994, what that really means, recovery, service, unity, that the whole foundation of the program, if we build on it slowly, 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 going through the steps, they too can have a spiritual awakening of, of their understanding. It doesn't have to be of mine or of an organized religion. It could be of their own. It's an inevitable thing that will happen. And the, this big book promises me that if I take action in these three areas, recovery, service, unity, that I can become whole. You know, and it doesn't have to be uh, through an organized religion. It's learning to listen to what this big book will share with me that can happen if I do the work. So with that, I pass. Thank you. Thanks so much, Lisa. Okay, we got Russ followed by Alana. We got Stone Cold Russ M. Hey, Russ, good morning. Good morning, Larry. Good morning, my fellows. So what's the next right move? What's the next right move? You know, what's, what's the next step to be taken? You know, if I didn't have this book and these directions, these clear-cut directions, I don't know where I would be. And I'd probably be dead be honest with you um this gives me such like, like freedom even even when it, it might be just momentarily it might just be 
in each particular circumstance, you know, because this, you know, I'm still working it. I'm still in the neophyte program, so it's it's coming, you know, sometimes quickly, sometimes slowly, right? But, you know, I, I, it, it helps me examine my motives. Am I praying for myself or, or am I trying to, you know, pack into the stream of life and help others? So cool. You know, it's it's really cool. And for me, when, you know, when I'm frazzled, I'm laying in bed getting up today, and, I, and I'm like, the, the anxiety starts kicking. I said, Lord, please take this fear off of me and direct my attention to what you have me be. What do you want me to do with these situations? And it gives me a next step. And just like any other relationship, to develop a relationship, you got to invest in a relationship. And that's where your prayer and meditation comes in. For me, that's – I try to do it every day sometimes because I'm a human being. I, I I get caught up and I forget to do it, but I, I work on it. You know, we work on it. This is how, we're, you know, we're going to be free. We're going to be able to get closer to God. And that's that's the point of the whole thing. You know, this whole – especially these, these steps and these promises and these instructions that, you know, that it, 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 it makes me or, you know, transforms me into being totally dependent on God. And – that's where I know I'm going to be okay, because when I was totally dependent on Russ, I was another wreck and failure, and I'm still cleaning up things because of it. So it's just beautiful. You have a great, awesome day. Love you guys. Thanks, Russ. Okay, we saved the best for last. Ilana, good morning. Hi. Good morning. It's Ilana Kay, happily recovered in Detroit. I so enjoy your service, Larry. Thank you. Thank you for everyone for your service today. Um, my, I have a daily reprieve for my disease, and it's depending on how close am I to God today. So I have to wake up with my prayer meditation. I have to wake up with God. I have to go to sleep with God with prayer and my nightly review. But then I have to take him with me all day long. So when I get in the car, I say a prayer that I should get wherever I'm going safely. Um, I learn from a friend before I speak. I try to say a prayer, God, let my words be sweet. And um, God is in the pause for sure. So when I'm agitated or upset or doubtful, I have to pause, proceed, pause, pray, and proceed, the three Ps, and ask, what does God want me to do in this moment? How can I best serve others? How can I best serve him? I love you all and have a great day. With that, I Thanks ask. so much. Thanks, Alana. <clears throat> Appreciate that. Okay, well, we're going to close this thing out here maybe even just slightly early here. Thank you to everyone who has shared. Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. We're going to close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. We're going to head down to Oklahoma. What's up, Craig? Good morning. Good morning. How are you, Larry? Oh, good. Good. Here we go. I am Craig F. Recovered in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously, you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. 
Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of the past. Give freely of what you've hind and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.